0: Welcome back to another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down Districts 5 and 6, week in, week out. Uh, Brandon Bainey, joined once again by Sean Kane, IdahoSports.com broadcaster, also Century High School tennis coach. Sean, uh, before we hopped on to to record the, the podcast, we're recording this on Tuesday night. May 10th. So we have, you know, we could have some breaking news as we go along on the prep cast tonight. Lots of baseball and softball action is happening as we speak. Um, but you were busy today as well with tennis districts.
1: Yeah, we we started today. So I was, you know, outside from about eight to about six today, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. You know, I mean, it's not warm outside, but I, I think the district action is heating up, you know.
0: Ah, but that's
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, like we've talked about, my district's only two teams, but um, so you're playing, uh, you're starting out playing the other team, and then you know, however it goes, you might be playing your own team. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic when those second, third rounds kind of happen, is people playing their own their own team, and or like you know, if my two players are playing each other, there's not there's not a whole lot of coaching that goes on. Then we're just you know, kind of letting the players play. So kind of interesting, but uh, it went really well. Everyone's in good shape and uh, we hope to qualify uh, like around 12 players tomorrow would be the, I think the ultimate goal. And I think that will happen. And uh, yeah, I like getting as many, I like getting more than the track team is really my, my goal.
0: (laughs) I like it. A little spring sports competition. Why not? Why not? Um, Okay. So uh, six, eight to six, for just two teams if if there were more than two teams would it would it make for a longer day or um y-
1: yeah i mean you'd have to use more venues and with more people there's more matches right with only two teams you have to wait until a match is done for your other match to happen there's no like there's no really flow to it other than this has to happen before this with more teams you can get um uh some other matches going on like earlier or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I mean, most, most places it runs the same. Um, you, you, you basically have, you know, a double elimination draw with a consolation. So most, most places are running about the same thing. You're just limited to how far you go with only two teams because you have to wait for that other person to go. There's no other team dropping in, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. You can uh, easily get behind schedule if, uh, one, all it takes is one match and you're you're way off course.
1: Yeah, and we had uh AP testing too, so we had to wait for some AP testers to get get done before they came out. But I mean re- we were relatively on schedule even with that, so that was pretty good. A couple went long, of course, always the first ones go long and then sets up the rest of the day. But yeah, not not too bad.
0: So you mentioned the goal is to get 12 to state with it only being a two-team district it's hard to have the numbers um to compete like like for state championships but yeah is, is the possibility coming home with a trophy a possibility
1: um you know i i think you know our boys well, we're gonna have a lot of boys and 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 a mixed team that's almost placed last year so um we have a freshman daniel mcgee who's who's really solid. He's ranked eighth in the state out of everyone right now with the tennis reporting rate ranking, which is, is probably good as the max prep ranking. But, um, (laughs) uh, I mean, he's, he hasn't lost a match all season. So, you know, if he could place the mix could place, and then we'll probably more than likely have two couple boys doubles up there that could get some points. The boy, the boys could be looking at a trophy for sure. You know, there it'll be, it'll be, uh, there's a lot of, uh, parity, I think this year in 4A, a, I think BK is pretty strong, but some of those other schools in Boise are bringing strong teams too, as well as well as a few strong teams out of East Idaho with Bonneville has a really good boys doubles. And so does Blackfoot. So, um, there's just, there's, there's a lot kind of up in the air. I don't think anything's for certain at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, so It'll be interesting, and good luck to uh, Century and Pocatello both as they compete and and try to advance to state and, and make a little noise, maybe on some individual levels. Um, it's just so hard team wise to compete. Yeah, with the...
1: <laughs> it, it, it'll be hard for it'll be hard for Southeast Idaho period because, um, District Six only gets two out of four teams. Right, so yeah. only the top two go out of there. And looking at their brackets, it's it's all over the place. From all four teams, are going to have a couple from each which is is just not going to be enough um unless you unless you win it win both events or whatever but it comes down to winning championships because you get 14 points for the championship and that that makes or breaks the difference so you could have two people and win if they win the championships if that makes sense
0: right yeah so uh we will keep an eye on that and state tennis of course the same weekend as Every other state event this spring,
1: the hotels uh, will be uh kind of full in Boise. If you were wondering, <laughs> hey, can I ask you
0: real quick? And then, and then we'll get into baseball and softball, but let me ask you real quick in the fall, because I'm still kind of new to Idaho and you've, you've been here a long time, Sean. In the fall, we kind of split up the sports. Each has its own championship weekend, right? It's soccer, and then it's you know cross country, and then volleyball, and then finally you've got football. like s- state championship football Saturday. Why do they shoehorn everything into one weekend for spring sports?
1: I I think that's that's a question that's been brought up more times than I can think of. And I remember one year too; it was everything: baseball, softball, track, tennis, lacrosse, um. And it was like uh, Boise State's graduation. So literally the closest hotel was like Ontario, Oregon or something. And people were staying there to go to graduation because they didn't know the state sport. You know, I don't know. I've asked, we've asked to move it because the problem for us is when all three categories are there, 3A, 4 and 5A, there's not enough indoor courts for uh, bad weather. And that was an issue last year. 5A didn't even have indoor courts. And like mixed doubles didn't even finish their bracket, which that's not what you want at state. You want to finish it. You want everyone to, you know, finish where they need to finish. And uh so we've said, why can't we do one here or one here? And maybe this weekend or that weekend. And I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you that answer. That's a, that's a above my pay grade, but everyone's <laughs> like, why the only one that doesn't do it is, is golf. Golf is like Monday.
0: Right. <laughs> Still so, in that week, though it's still in that championship week.
1: Yeah, right? it's uh, and I think it's just they don't really have the right like end of year kind of how the end of the year to, to gear the end of the year. Because if you could, st- if you'd stagger stardom too, right? Like start one a week earlier, one and then one you know one, one would finish finish earlier and one would finish later. Like if you staggered the sports a little bit, um, because it's an issue for just facilities in general. Like right? if the weather's bad, softball, baseball cheerleading everyone you know wrestling and basketball might still be going everyone wants to get in somewhere to work out or work as a team and you just there's only so many spaces you know tracks run in the stairs and the halls and things so if it was staggered a little bit it would i think it would help a lot but you know i think at the end of there they just want to be done like the students and teachers
0: <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's, it's hard for parents um you know if you've got a, a son that runs track and a daughter that plays softball or you know, you're probably having to pick and choose, and that's too bad. Yeah,
1: um, um, yeah I've got a couple golfers, so it's it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> Luckily, um, my, one of my girl singles, Lauren Assad, she was on Century's golf team that just won districts this week yesterday. Um, and so she'll probably just be in Boise all week. Cause golf yeah. is up, up there. And then, you know, by the time she comes back, we're already leaving again. So she's busy. we work- going to be working it out with her teachers for a little vacay for sports, you know? So, <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt about it. And that's not a bad place to be for a week. Uh, The Boise metro area, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's let's dive into these baseball and softball district tournament brackets. Some teams have already wrapped up bids to state, some are still trying to fight their way into state, some will have to go via a play-in game. Uh, and I figured we'd start with um softball, uh, just because that's where a lot of the more recent action seems to be happening. And so if you're watching the video version of this on the Idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, I'm gonna share my screen. And so you'll be able to see the brackets on the screen and you can follow along with us. If you're listening to the audio only version of this podcast at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, you can still view those brackets. They're right there on the homepage, district softball, district baseball, and you can follow along that way as well. So I'm going to share my screen and let's see, I've got a lot of tabs open here. (laughs) So
1: he's got them all memorized anyways, but if.
0: I I do it's,
1: it's
0: all about finding the right one though that's baseball let me
1: and why look at it, I found it interesting how some baseball have like a a typical bracket right and then some baseball have series where they yes. play a three game series which I think it's become interesting with pitch counts. Um, it looks like so.
0: Oh yes. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will definitely get to that. That's been the big story this week. Certainly. Okay. Softball. Here is the five, a high country conference. This is district five and six. Highland was the one seed. They uh, defeated Idaho falls today. This tournament started tonight, Sean. So Highland yep. Highland with the 14, nothing went over fifth seed at Idaho falls. Um, Idaho Falls uh, then dropped into a loser out game where they lost to fourth seeded Madison 12 to 10. Rigby, the three seed, beat Madison six to four. And this is that weird five team bracket where the two seed gets a first round bye. And it actually worked out for Rigby to have a game under their belts because look at this score, Sean. In an eight inning game, this went extra innings. Wow. Rigby beat Thunder Ridge 17 to 16. A slugfest. <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
1: not a defensive battle. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. And, and they say that's the interesting thing, right? Maybe Rigby's best pitcher wasn't going the first game and went more the second game. Or, but softball pitching is just so key um, when you go those back-to-back games, I, I've noticed.
0: I, I would be inclined to say based upon the 17 to 16 score, I would I would say Rigby probably threw their best pitcher in that first game. that six uh, to yeah. four well, game. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. But so so now Thunder Rage all of a sudden the two seed, they're in a they have to turn around and play Madison on Thursday, and that's gonna be a loser out contest. And meanwhile, Highland will battle Rigby. And the winner of that will move into the championship. And that will also be on Thursday. So Highland, no surprise. They were the favorites coming in. Marissa Mauger, um, Kearns uh is also a great power hitter. That's a good one-two punch for the Rams. So
1: Yeah, no surprises there that I mean, just the bottom half is a little interesting, but um thunder ridge still has a chance to, to get there with that with the bracket too so and they're going to take two to state so the bottom will be very exciting to watch i think
0: yeah if we get a rigby thunder ridge rematch oh boy that that yeah. could be that could be something all right let's move to uh four a softball district five we'll start with um and this is where as we're recording this, we haven't gotten any scores yet, but I'm sure by the time you're watching this, uh, or listening to this, you will have seen now, Sean, you were texting a little earlier. We, we think what century beat. Yes, Preston.
1: Yes. Uh, um, I think from Greg Woods at the Idaho state journal century beat Preston and then, um, century lost to Pocatello, like 10 to three, uh, in the later afternoon game is, is what I got from him. Um, which I think is pretty accurate. I don't have the score for the Preston
0: game. But Pocatello moving into that championship, which means Century and Preston will play each other again on Thursday in a loser-out battle. Winner would play Pocatello in the championship. And again, this all happened today, like like hour, just a yep. couple hours ago. So um, this district was interesting. You know, Century has kind of, kind of controlled the district for so long. Um, but like we saw in volleyball and in basketball this year for century, they just, they lost so much to graduation. It's, it's a young crop of athletes that are still trying to figure out the varsity game a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mandy Daniel Daniels. Um, she's coached for a long time um, in softball for, she's from twin Falls. She's coached there. She's coached around here. Um, I, it's her first year as the head coach at century and she's done a really good job, but I will tell you that, you know, the word is is Pocatello has got a lot of good young pitchers that, have just been doing a great job for them, and um, and and it's the same thing. I see you play you play the same person so many times; it just becomes. I mean, you could win here, they could win there. It's just it becomes uh, it becomes that kind of windmill of playing the same team over and over again. You know it's going to happen, but you know if you play someone ten times, you're probably going to win once. You know, kind of deal.
0: And here's where Pocatello has the advantage on Thursday because Century and Preston will play each other Thursday, and then the winner of that will have to immediately turn around and play Pocatello, which means they're probably throwing their number two pitcher, whereas Pocatello will have their one uh, pitcher still to go. So so. big, big advantage for the Thunder there. And again, that will be on Thursday. Let's stay in 4A, District 6. Uh, This started tonight as well. Top seed Blackfoot defeated fifth seeded Shelley 13 to three. And then a very interesting back and forth game between the three and four seeds. Bonneville did beat Skyline uh, or excuse me, Skyline knocked off Bonneville 11 to 10. So you have the four seed Skyline moving on. They are playing Hillcrest. I, I checked right before we started to record. Hillcrest was up 10 to one. That game hadn't gone final yet. So it looks like, you know, Hillcrest and Blackfoot, probably gonna meet in that undefeated semifinal, a one versus a two. Shelley, the five seed, then turned around and knocked out three seed Bonneville. So Bonneville went two and out. They're done as the three seed. Shelley wins 15 to 5 and Shelly more than likely is going to play Skyline on Wednesday tomorrow night. So
1: yeah, it's it, when you don't when you're the higher seed and, and sometimes in those softball brackets, if you don't win that first game it you can make it tough sledding because you play two games in a day it seems like on most of them they're going to play their first round and second round on on that first day so very difficult
0: and i've i've been impressed with obviously blackfoot is talented but you know hillcrest is also a team that's really impressed me at times this year and so that that'll be an interesting matchup i think between hillcrest and blackfoot but uh, we will have to wait and see that will be tomorrow, Wednesday as well. A lot of, a lot of games and a lot of days here because of the weather, it kind of pushed everything back a day and now everything's all compressed. But so that's, what's going on at the four a level. Let's check in on three. A this all wrapped up, uh, last week or, or on Monday, I guess. So, uh, Marsh Valley wins the district joining their baseball team at state. I don't think this surprised anybody. Um, coach van sickle, uh, and that name may be familiar to district five fans. So she is from Highland high school. And I believe she has a younger sister that's still playing softball for Highland. Um, and but, she
1: played at CSI maybe, or.
0: Yeah. She, I, I can't remember where
1: ball or softball there. Maybe off something. the top of my head. Yeah.
0: Ken Kenzie van sickle is the, is the coach for, uh, Marsh Valley. And I think it's Maddie van sickle is at, I at, at uh, Highland either way. Uh, congratulations to marsh valley they never really were tested they beat snake river twice eight to three and ten to five and now they will have a chance at state way to go
1: yeah yeah it's the ball the baseball and softball in marsh valley are very strong this year
0: yes uh very competitive between those two two uh athletic bunches that's for sure um let's look at three a district six If I can, which tab is it? (laughs) uh Oh, maybe I forgot to open that one. This is really exciting podcasting here. Okay. Let's, let's jump to two. A. Oh no, right here. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Three, a district six. This is one of those district uh, brackets. You talked about Sean, where it's not really a bracket. It's more of a best of three game series. So South Fremont won the league. They got a bye. Sugar was the two seed, sugar Salem. Teton was the three seed, and Teton was a very, very young team. They had to play uh almost exclusively freshmen this year. So Sugar beat Teton 14 to 4, 14 to 2, won the best of uh three-game series there. And then the first game of their championship series with South Fremont was earlier today. And South Fremont won that game eight to seven. And so Close. now yeah, if South Fremont wins again, then they win the district. Sugar needs to win to force the winner-take-all Game 3. But either way, um, a close competitive game, which has to give Sugar Salem some confidence.
1: Yeah, you know, and again, it kind of seems to be the case where maybe getting to play a little bit early and not sitting kind of gets gets you guys fired up and you can get the bat swinging a little better. I mean, I don't know. I always like playing before, but... Yeah, I like the three game series. I think it makes it exciting for fans. I'm sure parents don't like it, but but for fans, that's pretty cool. You're going to get that opportunity for maybe a third game, and you probably really feel like you won that district championship, right? If you win the series, I, I feel like that's a a solid feeling to have.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. South South and Sugar are probably tired of seeing each other. <laughs> you
1: know, true. Cool. I I know about that too. When there's not only three teams.
0: Right. So we'll keep an eye on that series as it uh, progresses. But South Fremont does lead the best of three championship series, one, nothing. Uh, And finally, the 2A level, uh, District 5, Malad, the defending 2A state champion, Malad Dragons. If you thought there was going to be a drop off uh, because they lost so much to graduation, well, you'd be mistaken. Coach Xiao doing a great job again this year at Malad. Uh, they have advanced to the championship game. They defeated West Side in the undefeated semifinal tonight, eleven to nothing. um And now West Side had to turn around and play in the back half of the bracket. Uh, Soda Springs and Bear Lake still alive as well. They they played earlier today. We haven't gotten those scores yet, but uh, I think the story here is Malad is going to be back at State more than likely and uh, ready to defend their title.
1: Yeah, and they've had a really good season. I mean, their record shows it, and. Yeah, right back. They'll be right back in the saddle at State if, if they get through this.
0: Now, second place does get the chance to advance to a play-in game. It's kind of obscured on the bottom here, but right here. Uh, and they would play the champion of District 4, uh, either Deklo or Wendell. And that's uh, De- Declo is definitely the, the team to beat over there. So um, the west side, possibly Bear Lake has a chance to challenge their way into state also so we'll keep an eye on the 2a proceedings malad will play in the championship game tomorrow at 3 30 opponent to be determined uh and the nuclear conference district six uh up in uh, the 2a ranks west jefferson wins the championship today over north fremont the three seed 10 nothing north fremont how about that semi-final three seed north fremont over the two seed Firth, 18 to 2 yeah and then Firth turns around and almost loses to Salmon, a first-year program, and a five-seed. They barely win that game, 18-16 to 16 today, to, to stay alive. So, you know, Firth's still in there. Two teams get to go to state, so there, there's still a chance for Firth. And, of course, Chalice Mackey and Ryrie are, are also battling in that loser's bracket. But the big story here is West Jefferson which took second place last year they lost to malad in an all-east idaho final in the championship uh, they advanced to state and north fremont only has to win one game to get to state where firth would have to win two potentially yeah.
1: so yep and uh you could see you could see uh maybe west jefferson and malad uh meeting back up again the way it pans out here
0: yeah there. i mean Last year going into state softball 2A, the three best teams were Malad, West J, St. Mary's. I think it's lining up the exact same, same way this year. Uh, last year, they all kind of ended up on the same side of the bracket. This year, more than There's, likely, that won't happen because of Max preps. But well,
1: yeah. it, will, it worked one time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: 80% of the time.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, West J, I think uh, they didn't. Get to play my lad, I, I don't think, but uh West J to me, I think is the team to beat in two A softball. Uh Tor- Torgerson, their pitcher is phenomenal. Um, and they've got really good hitters throughout the lineup. So uh keep an eye on West J in two A softball. All right, let's move uh from two A up to five A in baseball. Let's just uh stick in the nuclear conference. This is uh baseball we're talking about now. Firth is the one seed. They beat Salmon, the four seed, 12 to one. And then in the other opening round game, uh, one of my favorite teams, the Chalice Mackey Rivercats, yeah. the, the co-op in baseball. They're the two seed. They beat North Fremont four to one. And so they uh, played today and we haven't heard final scores yet, but Firth and Chalice Mackey in the, in the undefeated semifinal Salmon uh, played North Fremont and the Huskies won that game eight to three to keep their season alive. This district gets two teams to state, and I really think it's Firth and Chalice Mackey are the two best teams. North Fremont, you know, I wouldn't put anything past them. They are a fairly new baseball program as well. I believe it was either last year or two years ago was their first year uh, of having baseball in some time. So they're kind of a newcomer to, to the baseball scene.
1: Yeah, you just, you know, that you could see North, I could see North Fremont kind of coming back. You know, they kind of played some uh, close game with, Chalice Mackey, but uh it will be interesting to see being in a new program. Maybe you're just you just don't know like the pressure. That's sometimes a nice thing. Like freshmen just don't know like what's going on and they just go out and get it. Sometimes being a no, new program that can be helpful too.
0: Well, and North Fremont always has good athletes, no matter what oh, the yeah. sport is. And so <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. They're they're gonna do just fine. So but uh really I, I like Firth to uh, make some noise at state possibly, and it'd be cool if Chalice Mackey got to state, I think, or or even North Fremont. I think that would be a great story as well. Uh, district 5 in the 2A ranks, the Southeast Idaho Conference. Hey, just like on the softball side, yeah. congratulations to the Malad Dragons. They won the district championship over Bear Lake today, and that was a one versus a two. They won that game 9-1. to one. But Bear Lake Bears fans, don't fret. Bear Lake has a chance to advance to state via the play in game. They will play the champion of District 4. Uh, it's going to be either Wendell or Declo. They were playing a best of three championship series, and they each won a game. And the deciding game, I think, was tonight. I haven't heard yet who they would play, but uh, Malad getting to state. Coach Clark does a great job with the Dragons.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Malad has is, is done really well. I, I think they'll. They'll be uh, happy to be in the state tournament again and looking to make some noise.
0: And and let's be clear, you know, when I talk about going to state and making some noise, you know, I I could see them a top three finish. Yeah, I think I think in terms of the two A state championship, Nampa Christian is so dominant. They've won. It's
1: a tough. It's it's a you know two A and three A when you get to state, man. It's just every team's really tough. <laughs> it's hard to go and compete sometimes, but.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Napa Napa Christian in baseball is kind of like Lapway in basketball, where I think it's just kind of a foregone conclusion. I mean, (laughs) Napa Christian has won like 15 of the last 16 two a baseball titles. You know,
1: Soda Springs and cross country where they were on like 12 in a row or something. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just it's crazy what they do. So, um, Malad can get to state and maybe make a little noise. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Let's move on to three a baseball district five. Marsh Valley is the team that I think is definitely capable of, of getting on a run and winning this thing. They won state uh three years ago, and then they and then we have the COVID year two years ago. Uh, so there was no season. And then last year, Marsh Valley came in as the defending champs, and they were knocked out in the first round on a walk-off home run by Weezer, the eventual champs. Wow. Um, so that, that this is a group that's motivated and focused. And ready to get back to state. I mean, look at these scores from districts. They beat Snake River two times, eleven to one and fifteen to one. Uh, Marsh Valley is going to be uh, one of a handful of championship contenders at state. And then Snake River has a chance to play their way into uh, state. They will play South Fremont in a play-in game, and that is because in our other bracket here, South Fremont, the one seed, in up in District Six. Actually lost to second-seeded Sugar Salem in that best-of-three-game championship series. Sugar won the first game, 15 to two. South Fremont won the second game, 12 to two, and then Sugar won the winner-take-all game last Saturday, eight to six. So (laughs) the Diggers gonna dig, man. They just always find a way to get to state. It seems like and.
1: There's always a Sugar Salem rep there, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. So um, congratulations to Sugar Salem and Marsh Valley for advancing to state. South Fremont and Snake River will now play in a state tournament play-in game, but it's one of two. So the, the winner of that Snake River-South Fremont game will then have to play the second place team from District 4 also. So they got to win two play-in wow. games to get to state. So it's a de- definitely difficult road. But
1: we'll see when you only have those two team conferences, though. It's yeah. kind of where you're kind of where three teams kind of where you're at, right?
0: <laughs> yep. Unfortunately. And I, I kind of lean South Fremont in this play in game with the Snake River, um, just a little bit. I, I lean South Fremont there. So, all right. That's what's going on in 3A. All right. 4A, District Five, the Pocatello Thunder your district champions. They defeated Preston today, the 1 versus 2, 13 to 3 at Hallowell Park. So Pocatello wins the district. They are headed to state and for Preston, their season comes to an end. Preston had some really good pitchers this year. They just didn't have enough offensively. And now the question is, you know, how does Pocatello stack up against some of those other 4A juggernauts like Twin Falls like Bishop Kelly like Middleton um it, I think it might be tough for Pocatello but we'll see
1: yeah I believe they were maybe just outside the top 10 in Max preps Pocatello was off the top of my head but it looks like Middleton is kind of running the running the show up there and Bishop Kelly's always good at baseball and uh, it'll be tough tough sledding
0: but awesome for them to get to state
1: yeah uh, definitely
0: Pocatello's got a really good baseball tradition I feel like they They've got a good uh program there with Coach uh, Benavidez.
1: Yeah, Vinny always has really good hats. Like I always like their baseball <laughs> hats. I don't he's got a good hat guy.
0: You know, my cousin told me once he was an all uh like uh all American running back in college uh, at the NAIA level, and he's he said, you know, 90% of high school sports is looking good. So uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean <laughs> I, I always think they have good hat. I went to Pocatello High School, so they had some of the old kind of logo hats that I, I really really liked. I may 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 have not gotten one.
0: <laughs> that's that's a call out. That is a <laughs> if you've got one of those pokey baseball hats, send send it to Sean Caden. There <laughs> we we'll, go. Uh, we'll we'll beg for swag. Okay. Um, District Six High Country Conference, and this is where this is where the talk was this week, Sean. So they uh, they also uh, subscribe to the best of three game series. So the way it works is the one seed Bonneville plays the four seed Hillcrest in a best of three game series and Bonneville wins both games 10 to three and 13 to nothing and then you've got the two seed Skyline against the three seed Blackfoot also in a best of three game series well Skyline won the first game four to three Blackfoot won the second game 11 to five and then in the winner take all game last Friday Skyline won the game thought they had advanced to the district championship series, started making their preparations. And then, you know, and I got to give credit to Eric moon from local news eight up in Idaho falls. The, the TV station up there oh. um, had the, had the story come out last night uh, that Blackfoot actually replacing skyline in that championship series because skyline um, didn't uh, follow the pitch count rules. They, they had a pitcher, that um, had met his limit and they continued to pitch him and Blackfoot filed that an appeal and won that appeal. And so now Blackfoot advanced to the district championship against Bonneville where Bonneville won both those games actually earlier tonight, four to one and six to two. So Bonneville advances to state congratulations, but Blackfoot still has a chance to earn their way to state as well. They're going to have to play the third place team from district three, which is going to be either Middleton Bishop Kelly or Columbia and all three of those teams are really, really good. I don't see Blackfoot pulling it off, but um, talk t- t- talk about this controversy with Skyline and Blackfoot. We don't, you know, the pitch count rules are there for a reason, and very rarely do we see teams violate them.
1: Well, it, it, it's real interesting too. I was talking to a baseball coach the other day, and I'm like, how do you how do you do these series because you have pitch counts? Um, you know, if you just play one game, and you know you're going to play another game, like a whole another game, it's a little easier to plan that. And he said for the series, you know, they they sometimes just don't use someone like the whole time or, you know, switch or, you know, have so many innings or so many pitches. And so it can become in the series a, a more of a counting those number of pitches thing. And uh, yeah, and I and I think it went to the appeal and they appealed it and yeah, they they found that they violated it. So I, d- I don't know how they count it. I, I guess someone writes it down on paper, but uh, yeah, yeah. Very rarely do you ever see any of the violations and the pitch count isn't that old either. It's, it's, it's still pretty new to Idaho. They didn't have it for a while. And um, so, I, but it's the first violation that led to a forfeit that I, I can think of. That's come out.
0: So here are the official pitch count rules and I'll, I'll share these up on the screen as well. So people can see this. Uh, this is from an email I got, um, <clears throat> but here's what It says, it says, no pitcher may throw more than 110 pitches in a game or day if the team is playing a doubleheader, which uh they they weren't, right? As far as I can tell, it was no, it was three games. games. Or no, they did. They played a doubleheader on, on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A pitcher will be allowed to finish a batter only when they hit the maximum limits during an at-bat. So if you're at 110 and let's say you're facing somebody and you get up to 115, they'll let you finish the at bat and, but then you have to leave. Um, And then here's, here's where the rule I think for skyline comes into play. A pitcher cannot throw three consecutive days, no matter how many pitches they have combined to throw the previous two days and subsection of that no varsity pitcher can throw more than a hundred pitches over two consecutive days. So I think what happened was somebody pitched Thursday and yeah, then they turned around guys. and pitched him on Friday, but he went over that 100 pitch count. So um, that is, I think, where Skyline <laughs> violated the rule, and it's it's right there. It's clear, coaches. You know, usually, you know, you walk into Costco and you see the person that looks at your card and they've got the little clicker
1: <laughs> counting the items.
0: Well, this is when you first walk in. They have oh. the little pitch clicker to count how oh, many yeah. people come in oh. the store that's what baseball teams use. They have a little clicker and usually somebody on staff, usually the pitching coach is responsible for, for clicking that and and looking at it and saying, okay. And, but you got to have communication um, on the coaching staff as well. And you, you have to know how many pitches your particular player is at, right? The umpire doesn't know he's not going to stop and say, okay, now you've thrown your, it's up to each team to police that and good on Blackfoot for being aware of the situation and appealing that and winning winning that appeal i guess i guess skyline appealed yeah. the forfeit and lost the appeal that's that's the way i should word it um but those are the pitch count rules and and i don't know how how long have they been in idaho they i think they've been in place since i've lived here but again that's not very long so
1: yeah i i, I would i would uh how long have you been here three years i would say maybe maybe five maybe five years okay but it's so new, but like, I only say new because in Idaho, it seems like nothing ever changes. So when something does change, it's kind of monumental, I think. So right. um, it seems fairly new, but yeah, you've got to know, you've got to know that as a staff and get that out there. And yeah, and there's kind of a lot of rules to it too, right? Someone's got to be the expert on that, on your team. You think, you know, and make sure they're watching that. You're, you know, hopefully hopefully your pitching coach.
0: Well, and this is you know, baseball coaches are required to put their pitch counts onto max preps. Now, okay. does, does every team do that? No, <laughs> but they are supposed to put their players' pitch counts for each game in, and that also um, helps keep track of it as well. Uh, but but at max preps, you know, once we get to districts, a lot of coaches stop submitting the scores there because the max preps rankings only apply to the regular season, right? Yeah. So once once count. districts they don't count. So they say, okay, well, we don't have to do it anymore. Which is by the way, why you should continue to go to Idaho sports over max preps, because we have we have all, yeah. we have all, all those it. district scores. We all we have it. it all. We don't stop when the regular season stops. So uh th- I don't know. This was this was the talk. This was the story in East Idaho this week. This this pitch count controversy.
1: Yeah and, um, and hopefully it's a you know a good a uh, teachable moment for all of baseball to you know know the rules are there i mean obviously they know they're there but their people are watching it and you know and it's just i think it, hopefully it's a, it can go in a positive direction for the baseball as a whole is you know we we got to follow the rules we got to do what's best for these kids and and hopefully it can just kind of take a positive spin um from kind of a bad situation
0: Definitely. And I, I saw this last year, Sean, I, I broadcast. So every year IdahoSports.com broadcasts every state baseball tournament, which we're doing again this year as well. Uh, But last year I was at the one a state tournament in Orofino and North star charter was playing Genesee in the championship at North star charter uh, used a pitcher who had gone over the 100 pitch limit and Orofino or excuse me, Genesee uh, appealed that during the game. Now Genesee ended up winning the game outright. So it never came into play. But if North star had won that game, they would have had to have forfeited it. And that's a bummer (laughs) Yeah,
1: to play the whole game. Right. And
0: yeah. And that was in the championship. So, you know, you just, you always have to be aware of that and kind of lost in the shuffle of all this is Bonneville getting back to state for the second year in a row. Now, last year, Bonneville came in as the four seeded districts and there were some crazy upsets where it was a four versus a three in the championship, uh, in, in the championship. Yeah. and now this year they've done it the opposite way they came in <laughs> as the favorite as the one seed they held everybody off but again like Pocatello I think Bonneville faces an uphill climb just because there's a lot of good teams in the Boise area and Twin Falls also is always so strong
1: yeah that that four a bracket is just I don't think there's a bad team right you're just your first round, no one's getting an easy first round. I don't think
0: (laughs) kind of like 4 a basketball this year, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's not a,
1: not a bad team. You're just, and you know, and usually when you get to state, there isn't bad teams, but like on any given day, you know, this team could beat this team when they're just so deep that on those brackets.
0: Definitely. Well, let's wrap up with the high country conference five a edition. This is uh district five and six for five a baseball. They do the same thing, the three game series. So, You had Rigby defeat Thunder Ridge in the play-in game six to five. So Rigby, the five seed, got to play top seed at Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls won the series two to one. Rigby actually stole a win in game two, but Idaho Falls wins the series two to one. Then you had number two Madison against number three Highland. And Highland, the three seed, ends up winning that series two to one. They won the first game three-nothing. Madison then won the second game six to five, and then Highland, I believe, threw a no hitter and beat yeah. Madison ten nothing. Right?
1: Yep that that's correct. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, it was a no hitter the other day, Saturday, and that was big.
0: That was huge. That was, and, yeah. And so what happens here now is that Idaho Falls and Highland both advance to state. Uh, because district five and six gets two bids to state, they'll still play each other in the best of three championship series, just for bragging rights. But, uh, and that will start tomorrow. Um, but congratulations to both Idaho falls and Highland for qualifying for state. They were the two teams that made it last year at state as Mm -hmm. well. So, and
1: Idaho falls is, you know, they've been a powerhouse in baseball and have won and, um, again though you get some of those boys schools it's going to be i think tough for either island or idaho falls i know they've kind of went back and forth this year but uh um i find this bracket kind of interesting because you get two um two reps i'm surprised it's not an actual bracket to give you know a a team another chance to play for that second spot but um it's it's kind of interesting to me (laughs) yeah you know and like because usually if you get two reps you usually have that back draw to make it a true double elimination Um and they had one little playing game kind of, kind of an interesting bracket draw series they got going on there
0: yeah you know some leagues like the series some like the bracket Um I think logistically the three game series is probably a little easier to execute than a than a multi-day tournament but
1: um, yeah, with the weather. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely with the weather for sure. So that's, what's going on in baseball. A lot of teams have already clinched bids and and same with softball. And, um, by the weekend we'll, we'll know everything, which leads me into what next week's prep cast is going to be. We'll do our uh, live, uh, state tournament preview special for state baseball. We did this during basketball season where, uh, we did a live, stream on facebook and youtube and we took questions from fans and and parents and players and uh, brought on the play-by-play broadcasters we are going to do that again next week probably wednesday night gotta gotta confirm that officially so be on the lookout we'll have an announcement on social media but we're gonna do the live state baseball tournament preview show next week and then sean if it's all right with you because i know you've got to get ready for state tennis so i don't want to bug you too much next week
1: Actually, mm-hmm. I, already, I have people that have qualified already, so yeah, I'm going.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll <laughs> we'll circle back in two weeks and do a big spring sports wrap up. That's oh my okay? goodness,
1: we'll, yeah, that'll be great.
0: We'll talk about all the champions in tennis and track and baseball, softball and golf, and kind of hit it all uh, in two weeks with our spring sports review.
1: Oh yeah, there's track. There's so many spring sports. <laughs> I know it's, <laughs> it's and so it's hard. all
0: it's all in one weekend. So and
1: district tracks coming up this weekend, I think for most, most schools here in Southeast Idaho. So I think those are going to be pretty exciting as well. Yes. Uh, district tracks is, is really fun to get a and experience. I think those final heats.
0: <laughs> yes. Um A lot of schools have their conference meets and then they'll have the district meets. And then um, of course state will be next week as well. So yeah sean thank you for uh hopping in and doing this again always yeah i
1: i enjoy it so um you know i'm just i'm ready for the weather to get nice you know so i get a little more tan on this you know when yeah. you guys get to see my face just listen to it don't don't watch it just listen
0: <laughs> you're right yeah audio only IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it's fun so we'll see you in two weeks i'm excited
0: Yep. And good luck uh, the rest Thank of the you. way in tennis, also. So, all right. Thanks for tuning into the East Idaho Prep for Sean Kane. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.